Vanuatu's newly elected Prime Minister, Ishmael Kalsakau, has outlined his vision for the country, which includes legislating for more stability and reviewing the country's foreign policy. Mr Kalsakau emerged the victor of a recent snap election brought about by the dissolution of parliament after a period of instability in the last parliament. He was elected unopposed, but heads a large coalition of political parties with lots of big personalities involved. Joining me from Port Vila to talk more about what the new Prime Minister has said so far is Dr Tess Newton-Kane, a Senior Research Fellow and the Project Leader for the Griffith Asia Institute Specific Hub and a Nivanuatu citizen. Thank you, Thomas, for sitting with him, Mifala Tess. Tell us, what can we expect from this new government based on what it said about its first 100 days in office? Well, the Prime Minister gave a... a a lengthy interview to VBTC, um, uh, in which he t- touched on what his vision was or what his hopes were for this legislative period. Um, he flagged a couple of things. He flagged wanting to make some constitutional changes uh, in order to try and secure a bit more political stability. And he also flagged that there would be a review of Vanuatu's foreign policy. He was at pains to stress that there would be no change in terms of Vanuatu remaining a non-aligned country, which has been a like the spine of Vanuatu's foreign policy um, since it became independent. But he said that they would be looking at other aspects of foreign policy, including how they would uh, deal with relationships with uh, diplomatic and development partners. Uh, as you say, new government, new prime minister, um, some interesting appointments within the cabinet, particularly, I think, around the position of deputy prime minister. So Sato Kilman in at deputy prime minister and also minister for land. He's a very experienced politician, a former prime minister himself. So I expect him to play a significant role in, in what this new government does. Um, I ran into a senior member of the opposition this morning. He tells me confidently that he doesn't plan on being in opposition for long and that he already thinks that there are cracks showing in the government's coalition. So I don't know how valid that is. You know, it could just be talked up the road or it could be valid. But yeah, I mean, I, I, as we know, um, Vanuatu politics tends to be fairly vibrant and fluid at the best of times. So um, expecting some more news about disputes in terms of election results, which may see um, some changes in the lineup. But yeah, it's all it's all happening. Um, the new foreign minister, Jotham Napat, met with his ministry to get things started there. As we know, Ralph Regenvan is in at the Ministry of Climate Change, and I expect he'll be you know, making his presence felt quite significantly and soon in that role, it aligns very much with his previous interests. Um, did Salwai get a ministerial portfolio? No, no, he didn't, which, you know, and a few people have commented on, on that to me and noted that with a bit of surprise that he didn't get a ministerial portfolio. So it'd be interesting to see where he lands. I mean, I expect in terms of uh, he obviously has a lot of experience to bring, and he was generally considered an exceptional minister for finance um, a few years ago. So, you know, I expect he will be playing a role in the background, but no, no ministerial portfolio for him uh, as yet. Mm, interesting. Now, now um, we've had um, some other news about Vanuatu crop up in the last last wee bit, and that's that the EU has um, the EU. Council has uh, continued its suspension, but made more more permanent its suspension of Vanuatu's mm-hmm. visa waiver to the EU and raised concerns about 
um, the Vanuatu citizenship scheme. Um, can you tell us yeah. a bit more about that and the impacts of that? Unfortunately, I think this was kind of, um, you know, a bit of a, an inevitability because there just wasn't sufficient work going into uh, de addressing the concerns that the EU Council had raised and fixing up the governance and the systems to make it something to make that system more appropriate that they would allow that visa waiver to be reinstated. Um, now, I think that, you know, we would expect the new government to be addressing this as a, as a fairly significant matter of priority because that scheme, um, those citizenship schemes, are, is a very significant revenue earner for the government. In fact, for quite a long time, it was the most significant revenue earner. And obviously, that government needs to be earning revenue to pay for programs and service delivery. So, and without that waiver, without that ability for people to be able to travel in Europe on a visa-free basis, the the value of the citizenship by investment um, decreases quite markedly.